Welcome to another episode of Your Podcast is Shit. Welcome to the first episode of Your Podcast is Shit. My name is Rachel. Hi, mystery guest. Hello, Miss Rachel. And who am I speaking to today? Uh, you're speaking to Mummy. Mummy! Mummy's on the podcast today. Yes, special guest. Special guest. So you're my first guest on this podcast and you are my my first podcast. Well, this is actually my first podcast because I deleted all the other podcasts before this one because they were atrocious. First and best. First and, well, we'll see. Um, So I wanted you to be part of my very first podcast. Because you have a story to share that I think the world needs to hear. Yes. So let's go back to 1970-ish, when you were how old? Um, I was 11. You're 11 years old. Tell, tell us what... what defined you as a woman when you were like just 11 years old okay so oh by the way mum tells this story to everyone she meets what you do okay and I've heard it like six or seven times I haven't told it to the super (laughs) not yet or the delivery guy or the delivery guy um, so when I was 11, I lived in a small country with my five siblings and mother and father. And um, as a special treat, we used to get on the train or sometimes my father would drive us and we'd go into Adelaide, which was a big, the big smoke, we called it. Um, it was a big city to us. And so this one day we all got into the car. I think we all went. can't remember. Um, but anyway, I went. And um, when we got to um, the main street, Rundle Street, Grandma said she was going to go off or my mum said she was going to go off and do some shopping. So I was left with my dad and we wandered around a little bit. And then he said, oh, we're going to go to Ferris Trebilsi. What's and Ferris Trebilsi? Ferris Trebilsi was um, one of the most popular hairdressers in Adelaide. Oh. Um, he'd been there for years and years and just recently I think he died, but he was still like cutting hair well into his old age. Um, so anyway, we go down a lane and I was only 11. I had really long hair, like really, really long hair, almost could sit on it. Um, and I, I liked my hair. It kind of made me different. Longer the better. Um, and so that's what I, he said. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, what was I saying? Um, you walked down a lane. So, oh, we walked down a lane, and um, I really wasn't quite sure. I'd heard Ferris Trebilsi before, maybe seen it in a magazine or something. But I wasn't sure whether he was going to get his hair cut, like my dad. Um, 
and I I wasn't scared or anything. We just went into into this hairdressing place down the lane. We walked into the door, um, and immediately uh, the girls, you know, said, "Oh, you do have an appointment?" Yes. So this was planned before me knowing about it. And um, they said, I'll just come this way. And Ferris was there, Ferris Tribulsi, the famous hairdresser from Adelaide, um, sat me down. And my dad, um, they didn't ask any questions for me. They, my dad just said, take it all off. That was the first I heard that my hair was going to be cut. Um, not only cut, but like cut off, all of it cut off. So um come from a very conservative family, so I really couldn't scream or yell or kick or um, struggle. So I just sat there and just watched as Ferris Jabulsi with his <laughs> magic scissors. His scissor hands. <laughs> his scissor hands. Um, just, just, just start chopping. Just... Um, didn't give me any warning. I couldn't say, like, help someone, please. Um, and and my father left. So my dad just gave the instructions of cut it all off. That were the words. And then he went out. He left. He said, I'll be back. Um, I don't know where he went, maybe to the pub or shopping. I'm not sure. So I was left there by myself, 11 years old, long well, I thought it was beautiful hair um, and um, about to get it all cut off. So he just cut he cut right up right up to my ear level. Oh, so like a bowl so haircut? It was a lovely bowl haircut, yes, <laughs> with a nice little fringe, little bangs at the front. Um, and I was just devastated. Um, I never said anything to my dad. He came back. Um, picked me up um I can't remember anyone uh, commenting but it looked just disgusting did you at least get to keep the hair yes oh you did as, as, as we were going out Ferris Jabulsi came with a with a little bag and the bag had his um name on it so it was like <laughs> um I thought he was giving like a special treat bag or something um giveaway <laughs> and um and I felt it, and it was all soft. And he said, oh, here's your hair. And <laughs> so I took all the hair that they cut off. It was quite a big chunk. Um, I didn't look inside the bag till I got back to, to the little country town I lived in, Port Perry. Um, and there was I didn't talk to anyone, uh, my dad, my mom, on the way back. I, was, I didn't cry, but I was really violated I guess no violated no compliments from the brothers or sisters (laughs) I don't I don't remember them saying anything I mean it looked terrible it looked like I don't know it was just cut straight like it was just there was no style um and in those days like long hair was the hippie rage like everyone Mm. had long hair girls had long hair cut in the, um, uh, parted in the middle and then just long hair, flowing long hair, went with my bell bottoms that I had. And so now I was reduced to um, a, a bowl cut <laughs> with, with a really high fringe. Um, so I went to my room and I opened up the bag, closed the door, opened up the bag, 
um, and there was all my hair, like all, um, it's all kind of rolled up, I guess. And I kind of spread it out onto the bed and um, I think I cried a bit. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, for the next couple of months or so, I, I kept the hair under my pillow. So I slept with my hair. <laughs> wow. It, it was just a way of mourning, mourning what I'd lost, I guess. And hair is like your identity. Like that's one way that you can set yourself apart from other people is having like, uh, you know, different kind of hairstyle. So, um, and I never asked my dad why. Um, I assumed that it was too much trouble or, um, I mean, if I had split ends or it was damaged, then you, you don't take up the whole hair. Um, so I must find out from my dad as to why why it happened. Like he has no, I don't think he has any idea how traumatic it was for me. Um, so let's talk about your mother. How come your mother didn't go with you and what kind of hair did she have at the time? <laughs> um, well, my mother didn't, I didn't have really much to do with her. I, I really don't know why I went with my dad. I assumed that she was just with some other kids, my my siblings, brothers or sisters, and they were shopping because um, she liked to go to John Martin's and Myers and places like that. So I assumed she was shopping and then, and I'm not sure why, I guess maybe they had a discussion about whether it should come off or not, but obviously it, it was planned Um was it just like a spur of the moment? So they'd obviously had looked at my hair for quite a while and thought it has <laughs> to go. <laughs> we can't stand this any longer. Um, I just wish I had time to um, prepare for it. So I was I was joking at the beginning of this podcast saying how it defined you, but do you think it had an impact on... Um, uh, like your self-esteem as a child and like your um, how, how how has it how how did it like so small things can turn into huge things mm-hmm. how did the... yeah it's it because it's so vivid it's a vivid memory that I remember so well um, first of all I hate hairdressers mm. <laughs> So I avoid going to hairdressers like people avoid going to doctors. Um, and I guess that's a control thing. Uh, I don't want to sit in a chair and have someone just completely change my whole image. Mm. Even at my age, um, I don't want to be part of that. Because I have before gone into a hairdresser since then and said I want something and then I come out with a fringe right to the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think it um it didn't make me bitter or anything it just made me sad I guess um the fact that people didn't explain to me or parents didn't explain to me what was going to happen I mean at least if they said we're going to Adelaide we, you know we really need to do something with your hair um then I would have been prepared for it but just to go straight in I wasn't prepared so I think it made me um, want control, I guess, want to be in control. 
because um, if I'm in control, then I can, like all the circumstances and environment, I can control that so I know what's going to happen. So I guess it it had a big influence on, um, and other things as well. Mm, but I think that's the main the main reason um, that I just want to, I, I guess most people want to be in control of their life, but this, this one, um, one incident had a big effect on me and then, because it was my identity, and in those days, you know, in the 70s or whatever it was, um, like I said, the, the long hair, parted in the middle, long hair, hippie type thing, type thing was how you fit it in, I guess. Everyone was wearing their hair like that. And then to go to school and have this short bob was just um, devastating. So I think, yeah, like you said, like little things really do affect your personality and um, and I'm, I'm really not sure why it was cut, but it um, made me, I guess it made me stronger. It made me want to be more of a black sheep. <laughs> I want to be different because someone had, had tried to change my identity or trying to change what I look like. And, and did you, a, sorry, did you end up growing it after that? Going yeah, 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 yeah. I grew grew it back. Um, when I went to Taiwan, I had long, longish hair, um, and then when I was teaching, I had very long hair again. So, I've always had longish hair, I guess, uh, since then, and um, and that's something that I cling to, um, even though it's just hair. It kind of is a statement for me that. Uh, this is this is what I want. I don't want anyone else to tell me get your hair cut. <laughs> oh, like I do. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, I just realized that this hasn't been recording the whole time. No way. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. What? <laughs> that's Oh my. That's a That's a um it's a story because when I ask you about your childhood, I think you only have that memory and something else about you having like a, a toffee apple stuck in your mouth. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny the memories that you remember, like the things mm-hmm. that stick out after years. Yeah. And it's those memories that are so vivid that have an impact on you. So, um, yeah, the toffee apple in my mouth. We were coming back from Samoa's Pitney. It was with my dad as well. My mum wasn't there, so I don't know where my mum was. Probably having a baby. Um, oh, <laughs> but my my dad my dad apparently was driving, and I was sitting next to him, and I was eating a uh, toffee apple from the Smelters picnic, and I fell asleep. So I had like a toffee apple. Uh, stuck in my mouth, and I think some of my hair might have got stuck in it as well. Um, yeah, so little things like that really change your identity, I guess. Mm. I wonder if we could have a follow-up uh, podcast uh, session where you actually ask your father and mother, if first of all, if they... Um, why they did it, but even like if they even remember it, you know how like some memories mm-hmm. are so vivid to you, yeah. but it could just be ah oh, Sharon got a haircut, mm. you know. No, my 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 dad knows because he told me that Ferris Trebilsi died and said, "Do I remember going to oh. that hairdresser?" I said, "Yes, I certainly do." Um, they didn't need to have a reason in those days. Like children were seen but not heard, so 
you really didn't have any say anyway. Like if parents wanted your hair short, they cut it short, you know. Mm. Um, and so. so at what age were you able to express yourself the way that you wanted to present yourself? Or were you always critiqued up until like you left home? Yeah, I think so. I I don't know. Being the oldest, I didn't want to do things that everyone else like, you know, go for Sunday drives or play sports. I didn't want to do any of that. But I was kind of pushed into a um a mould where that was sort of the accepted thing to be done. Mm. Like tap dancing, I did tap dancing, I hated it. Oh, um, I didn't know that. But all these things, like you didn't have a choice. Like now, you know, you can ask kids, oh, what would you like to do? Would you like mm. to, where would you like to sit in the restaurant? No, we didn't <laughs> have any type of choice. Um, we did, we had to do sport and all my brothers and sisters love sport. I didn't like sport. Um, everyone loved to go to the beach and lay on the beach and get burnt. And I hated that. So I guess I was really like that all the time, but I had no outlet to actually express it. Mm. It's only when I went away, I think, uh, to Taiwan that I could actually be more of an individual. Well, we should do another session when we talk about your years in Taiwan. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That would be great. Well, thank you so much, Sharon, Mummy. Mummy? For being on my very first podcast session. Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed it. And I hope people like to listen to it and it brings back some memories of their childhood as well. Yeah, traumatic memories of their childhood. <laughs> but I, I would really like to follow up, like if you um, asked your father about if he remembers why or what, what the decision was or if any of your other siblings had it done to them as well. Because there's like one one family photo I remember of, one of your sisters who has really short hair and it it looks kind of bowlish as well. Angela, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> so maybe it was like a, I don't a know. family thing. It's, it's quite weird though, I think, when you're growing up in those times, like I thought that hair would be considered like very feminine and kind of the way to be a girl. Mm. Well, my mum has always had shortish hair. Curly, short hair, kind of. Oh. So, yep, I'll be glad to come back. I enjoy talking to you. <laughs> uh, this should be like a, a therapy session, like a therapy podcast. Oh, yeah, you, you, can just... you could analyze. Mm. Okay, how much do you charge? Yeah, not enough. <laughs> not enough to listen to that story again. <laughs> oh, I've got a few more. <laughs> Thank you very All much right. for... For your time. Okay, it was, sweetie. Um, okay. Okay, Bye. mother. Bye. <laughs>